What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo. Uber, Lyft drivers, and gig worker news. Presented by UberLiftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and uh, let's just jump in. So, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, David Pickerell on the show from Autonomy.Jobs, um, and we said that once he was ready to develop the pro- or bring us a little more info on the on the project uh, that we discussed, that we would bring him back in a couple weeks. That couple weeks is now. Um, some huge strides have been making have been taken in that respect, and uh, we are going to talk to him today. We'll see what time we have left after David and I talk. Um, about his his most recent project, which will benefit all gig workers. So if you're listening right now, you will want to listen to this, um, and you will want to be one of the people who get in on it early. So let's jump into the interview with David, and then let me see if I have time left at the end of this episode, uh, trying to get to our hit our time zone. I know two weeks ago we went over. Um, I mentioned it last week by almost double, and uh, then last week we were pretty spot on, trying to keep it right, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, um, or 50 minutes to an hour, give or take, on either side, Um, but the two episodes ago went almost double that length. So, uh, let's jump into this follow-up with David, and then uh, see what kind of time we have left uh, to talk about um, the past few weeks. Next week is our two month anniversary of starting this. Uh, we started it during the pandemic and, uh, yeah. Um, this week I was planning on catching up on all the loose ends, going through the episodes, notes of things that we still had to address and just kind of bringing it back to whole. Um, but I think that we're going to put that off till next week uh, when Marissa Edens will be here to finish up our discussion on AB5 a little more in depth and going to try and have a few more people involved in this too. Um, but uh, yeah, so AB5, we'll, we'll kind of wrap into that and uh, hopefully just kind of add it to the news queue every week where we're, we can just do updates. But hopefully next week's podcast will be a great reference for people who are looking to understand AB5 better. Last week, I know that we spoke about it, and uh, you got a feel for it. Um, It's so many unknowns by all the parties involved that it's one of those wait and sees. But I think next week will bring a lot of clarity. And, uh, you know, we want to hear from people on both sides of the fence, by the way. So please, please, please email us. Um, I will be reaching out on some social platforms and hitting up some veteran drivers I know on both sides, seeing if we can't get some sound bites uh, for next week. But we will try and get that all wrapped up. Um, but today, let's let's talk to David and see what uh, uh, time we have left at the end to see if we have time to kind of bring together the last uh, seven weeks. And if not, We'll try next week, and then if not, the week after, we'll do it absolutely for sure. 
bring it back to whole because my goal was by episode 10 to have the format dialed and uh, be caught up and uh, moving forward from there. But for right now, let's... uh, let me get David on the line and let's let's see what's going on over there at Autonomy. Hey, David, are you there? Uh, I'm here. Hi, Steve. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. Um, so a couple weeks back, we had you on the podcast and uh, we talked about um, a new addition to Autonomy.jobs um, that I think as you and I just discussed is, has come a long way. And I really like what I'm seeing. Um, I know that it's not fully live on autonomy.jobs yet, but I was hoping that you could, uh, enlighten the people on what you and I just discussed and what, what's going on with, uh, the new project. Because I think, again, I think this is another really good one that drivers should know about. No, awesome. And I'm glad you like it, Steve. So, uh, we're at this point now where, we can connect into sort of the apps that you work on and basically sort of uh, take that data and show it to you in a sort of nice, simple summary view. So, you know, how much did you earn this week on Uber and on Lyft? Uh, And there's some sort of helpful insights, such as, you know, how much, what was your earnings rates on each of those platforms? How many hours did you work on each of those platforms? Uh, Just so that you can get a sense, especially in the current environment, about what's working and what makes sense or what's not making sense. Uh, and that's sort of the first version of this, but the part that uh, we need sort of the community's help with is the idea that in any given city, uh, if we get enough people onto the system, we can start to do some really interesting things. Uh, you know, what are earnings like for different hours in your city? You can also cut that by different geographies. So like, you know, what geographies are doing well in certain times in your city? Or, you know, are certain apps doing better in other areas? Uh, and that's uh, what we're building out right now. Yeah, I like I like that. So um, to everybody listening, David and I just kind of rolled through his prototype page. That's not really it's not public yet because it's still a work in progress. But it looks like it's really close. And I, I'm telling you guys, as gig, if you're gig workers out there, you're going to like this. Um, what we talked about two weeks ago was a cool was a whole cool idea but this thing in two weeks seems to have really evolved and changed i mean i really like this you know what it what are what am i making what is the what is the average in my city you know what you know what and then eventually down the road some of the additions that will come with that like you know like how what you know between what hours is the average during those hours It'll help people compare and maybe not get so aggravated. If they're not making much, they can look and say, oh, well, those are the hours I work and that's what I make. So I see that if I change my hours to this, I'm going to make a lot more. Is that, I mean, is that, you should you should probably expand on that, not me. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a very, that's a, a good representation of it. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, you know, these apps make it too hard for you to understand what you're making. Uh, and it's your data and it shouldn't be that hard. So what we're trying to do is just show, especially for those working on multiple apps, uh, just make it as simple as possible to understand what's going on. 
Uh, And I think especially in sort of the given environment to just to know if, you know, as you start your day, is working on this platform going to be worth your time? I think, you know, I think everyone's very aware of this. Just because demand is picking up, what you earn also matters on how many other drivers there are, workers there are on the platform. Uh, So just helping to provide some layer of insight uh, in this sort of a constantly shifting environment we're in right now. So, right. And so also to not scare people, because people who know me and know what I've been about all the years on social media, Twitter, doing the website, you know that if one thing you know about me is I am heavily against data farming. And David and I just went through this. And this isn't data farming, people. This is using a technology to help you, the driver. And there's nothing There's nothing being sold off. There's nothing... Uh, there's nothing that will harm you in this. In fact, just just help you. And if I'm if I'm re, if I'm gauging this correctly, once you have, I think you we talked about the number fifty. That it'll take it'll take some people in like each. Let's let's say San Francisco. It'll take you know the more people that are doing this because it's a peer thing, uh, the better results you're going to get. Um, so. Uh, you know, if people, I think that it, it, when it starts, let's say you're, that number of 50 hits, but then once you get up to 1,000, I think you're going to see a lot more live time, almost, you know, like stock things going up and down, like which platform should I be on? Uh, yeah, sort of the more people that are on, just the smarter the system uh, can get. And I think uh, that's sort of a strategy over the next couple of weeks is can we find uh, – evangelists i guess in each of the cities to go uh you know find the initial 50 people that's needed to sort of unlock this sort of advanced analytics as we're calling it yeah exactly and i mean i mean it's great too i I, i'm hoping i don't think we discussed this but hopefully if everybody sets up an account let's say they only drive for uber or they only work for doordash or only work for instacart um would you still in their profile? Would they still see all of the the average pay for their area for the all the apps they don't work? Yeah, of course. I think there's you know even if you just work for one app, I think there's still some interesting insights around what is your actual earnings rate for total amount of time that you're spending rather than just on a trip. Sure. Uh, but also, I think you'll find value just seeing uh, what other people are making on other apps. Uh, in your area. So I think making that decision, uh, you know, I like Uber and I'm only driving on Uber, but, you know, just so that you're aware of uh, that, there might be other opportunities there. Uh, or maybe it just proves to you that driving on Uber was the right decision. Well, I was thinking more like too, like, let's say there's 15. I mean, we, you know, there's tons, but obviously you would start with just the primaries, um, which is still a lot. I mean, you're still going to have like 15 on there. But if I just drove Uber in San Francisco and I'm, I'm getting really bummed because lately it's down, 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 then it popped back up and then it goes down, down, down. I would like to, I would like to see, log in and see, wait a minute. Okay. What other, what other gigs could I be doing and see which ones are jamming? Uh, yeah, and I think also once you have enough people on the system, there's sort of two things. Are other options making more money or you know if possible is there a way i can make more money on uber right 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I think what most people will find in that case scenario is when you get to the point of breaking down like four periods in a day that are six hour periods, you know, that show like if you're driving from this time to this time, this time to this time, it'll show what the average is because then people will understand and, and they might not be able to correct that. Yeah. You know, it might be that they they love flex time, they love being an independent contractor, they love being able to work when they want, but however, working when they want only allows them to work uh, before, you know, like let's say school goes back on in a timely fashion, uh, that when their kids are back in school that they have to be done by three. You know, it's like one of the worst times to quit driving or this or that or the other. They might see that from three to nine, oh my gosh, I wish I could work then. It's three times the pay. Realize they can't. Maybe it might be smarter to for them to get into the app, look and see that on Instacart during the hours they're driving currently with Uber, instead of trying to get up to the Uber average, that maybe it'd just be smarter to switch to a different thing. Yes, agreed. You know, I mean, I just, I see like, I see a lot of benefits in this. And I, I think the main thing is to get people on board quickly to get the, you know, whatever the target cities you're going to choose are. I know it's only going to be a few in the beginning, um, but I'm, I'm very much guessing San Francisco's one, right? <laughs> uh, only because uh, that's where I am physically. Right. Well, I mean, that's where you are. That's where tech is. That's where Uber started. That's where a lot of uh, IC employee debate stuff is going on. That's an important city to hit. Yeah. But I I think it's this idea, though, is once we sort of test uh, a couple cities uh, able to get that initial 50, uh, it's wherever people want to bring it, right? Like once we hit that point that we know how it works, it's, you know, open to anyone who wants to bring it to where they are. Oh, sure. I mean, like, I mean... And people can think, like, you know, you're just talking about capital cities. But, no, I mean, you could be talking about, um, you know, you could be talking about uh, Mendocino or Fresno or, uh, I mean, people and people could see that, what the average rates are in those areas, too. Because, as you and I said, cost of living is a big factor in this as well. Um, You know, like, if if you live in San Francisco... And you're making twenty dollars an hour uh, driving, or forty dollars an hour driving, and you're working in Fresno making twenty-two. You're probably making more in Fresno. <laughs> yeah. Because the cost of living in San Francisco is taking the whole forty. Cost of living in Fresno is taking ten. <laughs> I don't. And no, no rip on Fresno, people. That was just an example. I have nothing against that town. <laughs> It just came up in my head. But, yeah, I mean, I I think it would be cool for especially in-state stuff, like me in Colorado. I would love to see what – I mean, I talk to enough people where I hear what they say, but I'd love to see what Fort Collins average is, what Boulder average is, what Colorado Springs average is. You know, I'd like to see the other big towns, like how they compare because I already – when you live in a state, you just kind of know. Like, I know the cost of living in those towns. I know what those towns are like. I'd, li- I'd just like to see it, you know? Yeah, and I think sort of uh, also sort of the average, because I feel like a lot of the time, like, you can go and try and find some of this information online, but generally, the you know, 
if you someone's posting about what they earn in Fresno, usually it's somebody who's like, this is, you know, the best receipt I've ever got, which is not necessarily helpful for everyone. Right, yeah. Um, well, I, I think it's great. And I think that, you know, I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to give it away to people. But I know that David had mentioned that, you know, some kind of form of uh, incentive to get on board real quick. Nothing big, just but we all appreciate anything these days. And, uh, you know, if that if that ends up happening too, people watch out because I'll post it. David will post it. I'll make sure that it's all over, that it's, you know, it's starting and whatever. But, you know, we're, I think that he really, obviously, when you're trying to build out a city, you're going to want, you know, people with a lot of rides under their belt or that have been working multiple platforms of gig for years or, you know, just the more experienced. And then, of course, you want everybody. But the initial numbers should be the more experienced because that'll give a re- more real number. Yeah, no, and I'm excited. I think, you know, this is probably going to be in the works and launching in a couple of weeks' time, and I'm just thankful for your support, Steve, and also for all the listeners' support. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get it out there. I think this is great. I think this is – so last time we talked about a tech company that was that was, uh, that was making this tech available and that David was in, going to integrate in, but I think that he's stepped beyond that now because – the company that was doing it is is working with David with this, and they're ha- you know that's you know this is all good, but they kind of went seemed to go a little different direction, um, not in a bad way, but they just seem to be going after a, a lot of different things now. It really seems to have blown up. So, and you can't do your accounts privately through there and get these results. So, I think that you made the right move and saying, listen, this isn't what the gig, what the gig economy workers want. They want a different data set produced to them to show them different numbers, not what you would have got through this. So I know that you're having to still work with, or you're still working with the tech, but you're doing it in a way where it's easy to see. It's easy to see uh, what you want to see. You don't have to look through or try and figure out, what's all this other stuff that I don't understand, you know, or why is this here? What is this? Um, You're kind of keeping it simple, but very, very uh, helpful. I appreciate that. Yeah. Just trying to sort of build a, you know, simple insights, you know, simple insights page where you can get the answers to the questions that you have. So I know that you're, I know that uh, you're trying to do, or that it's, I know you, you have a little thing on it on autonomy, but how should we word this to people at this point as to where it's at? I know you just said a couple weeks, but like, do you want ever, do you want people waiting a couple weeks or should people start, what, what should people do now if this, if they want to see this cross-platform comparison of, of gig apps? And how they're yeah, doing. Yeah, a couple it. things. I think uh, if you're interested in uh, keeping in the know, you can go to the website autonomy.jobs and sign up there, and we're going to keep people in the know. For those who are uh, more interested, we would love to talk to you. We're in this, you know, the, at the end of the day, we're trying to build a tool that works for you. So your input is super important. So for anybody who would like to like, take the time, I'd be happy to jump on a call, uh, talk, get your thoughts, get your feedback. Uh, you know. 
we can make it short, we can make it a long talk, whatever you'd like. But uh, I think those would be the two levels of involvement to sort of sign up to keep in the know. But if you'd like to get more involved, uh, you know, shoot me an email. It's david at autonomy.jobs, and I would love to talk to you. Uh, in terms of timeline, uh, you know, it's always tough to commit to something publicly, but my guess is this would be launched in, call it uh, three to four weeks. Perfect. Uh, and what we would likely choose is a couple cities to try and build that initial uh, base in, or that 50-person base. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'd love to come back to the podcast then maybe, yeah. or, you know, expect to hear more. I think, I think that if you could shoot for, and it's, I mean, it seems like it is almost exactly a month. If you could shoot for right after July 4th to, like, really launch this the full, the way you want it to be, I think that would be awesome because it's end of July that will end PUA. Yeah. So you'll get a read on what's going on now, and then we'll see the change as the PUA ends and people are coming back. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think that... If that could be, you know, and it sounds like that's what it is. You just said three to four weeks. That's what it is. That would put yeah. you right after July 4th because people are going to somehow, we're going to work through this month, get to the holiday. People get through that holiday weekend, you launch. And, uh, you know, especially if there's if there's some incentives for drivers there too, you know. Um, I know that on some level there will be, so I'm not going to say anything, but... Uh, um, David has some good ideas about getting some, you know, you know, really trying to get people involved to help take this off and, and a couple of maybe some perks that, that will help you guys, or I know will. And, uh, so he's, he's left you that. I know you can find him on Twitter too. Um, you can all, you should all be going to autonomy.jobs if you haven't already. And then one question I have, David, is if I've, if somebody has gone to autonomy.jobs and set up an account for, when the PUA was the only thing or when the next thing came on autonomy or the next thing, are they already signed up with a profile for this? Uh, they're already signed up for a profile. Uh, so they're on the mailing list. Uh, I should expect to get updates. Uh, if you'd like to sort of unsubscribe and you know, that's not what you signed up for, sort of happy to do that too. If you just uh, shoot an email to the email, you get emails from, but you know, would love. I think this is sort of the logical next step from sort of the should I pick PUA or UI or PPP uh, to sort of a, okay, is it time to work? And then sort of this, I'd hope, would be sort of uh, helpful too. Uh, but yes, the answer is yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think this is going to be very helpful coming out of this because uh, the veteran drivers especially, I know – We'll love to look at this and see if it's, if it's, you know, it's almost like a gauge. Like, should I jump back in yet? You know, they can almost like watch it, <laughs> you know, like, okay, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting better. Okay. looks like average. I'm going to get back in, you know, it's uh cause we're all like questioning this COVID timing and everything. So, yeah. Um, and yeah. that's a, that's a damn, that's a damn hard decision, right? So just trying to bring at least some some data to it. <laughs> well, I mean, but that decision isn't just based on, oh, the money's back up, let's jump in. I take that oh, as... No, not at all, not at all. I would take yeah. that as, oh, the money's back up, people are out doing things again, and it's not in an irresponsible way. That's for everybody to make up their own mind. 
it seems like the money's back, you know, I'm not just out there risking myself and making nothing. And you, you'll kind of know when to jump. It would be like a very good, it would be a very good help for a lot of people. Exactly. You put that very well. Um, but so a couple weeks ago and uh, two weeks before that, oh, this is your hat trick appearance, by the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we talked about uh, um, doing uh, some uh, stories. Uh, David has one from an employee side. I have one from a driver side. I have a million, but I have, I'll start with one because I want to start incorporating maybe one of these once in a while, maybe one every week. I've probably got enough to get through a couple of years if <laughs> I'm only doing one a week. But uh, I'll start off with a good one because I've, I've listened to some podcasts where I've, I've heard some good good stories. But this is a this was a pretty good one. So in Denver, um, there's a couple bars that uh, when the bars start shutting down around one one thirty, it's closes too. But the bartenders start getting cut. There's a there's like three or four bars that bartenders go to um, where even after close. If you're an employee of another bar, you could be in there drinking. They just kind of lock the doors. You just kind of are staff. And I'm not going to name the places because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. These are some of my places that I've hung when I bartended. But um, I pulled up to one of uh, one night. This is many years. This is almost maybe a year or two into my uh, driving, and now I've been doing that for six years. But um, you know, this is this is when I was somewhat new. I was getting better at it, but I pulled up to a bar. It was about three a.m. when I was still working nights, and I I saw a group of bartenders and servers standing outside of one of these establishments, um, and they were all going home now. You know, it was three o'clock, and the place was closed, had been closed, and they were all kind of like waiting for their rides. And I pulled up, and I saw one of the bartenders I used to bartend with. I saw a server from a restaurant I know really well. Then I saw some faces that I just know real well um, and names. But uh, um, there was a few other people in there, but I took it all as everybody in this group of 14, 15 people standing outside of this place were all together. They were all service industry people and didn't even blink and didn't have my warning lights up and everything. And... I was waving to my bartender. I rolled down the window. I was kind of yelling. I'm like, I'm like, Mike, what's up? And he's like, Hey, what's up, Steve? I haven't seen you in a while. So we were like chatting as, as this girl was approaching my car and she chose to ride in the front seat. And, uh, she was about four foot 11, <laughs> but, uh, but fit. Um, and she sat in the front seat I was still kind of talking to my friend, waving at a couple people, um, confirmed her name, but wasn't even looking at her. Just, my guard was down. I wasn't giving her the eye test. I wasn't seeing how drunk she was. Nothing. And uh, I got her in the car, and I confirmed the address. We're going to this address in Aurora. Yep. And uh, she seemed okay. Uh, about It was about a 15, 20-minute ride to her house from where we were. And about halfway on Colfax, a main road here in Denver, those in Denver know this, uh, um, she started kind of nodding out. And it was my first experience with having a nodding out person in the front seat. Um, and so she started nodding out, but kept doing that like quick catch yourself thing 
with the neck, like just not quite allowing yourself to nod out. And then I'm driving, I hear a thump and her head had hit the passenger window. And so I was, I'm I'm thinking, okay, she's drunker than I thought, or she's just tired, but she's kind of sleeping. We're only 10 minutes from her house. She wakes up like, uh, um, I don't know, two minutes after that and literally gets turns and turns to my face from the passenger seat is about maybe a foot from my face and yells at me, stop the car. Who are you? What are you doing? I'm waiting for my Uber. What are you doing? Who are you? And I said, I'm your Uber driver. I picked you up. I'm taking you to this address. Is that your house? She said, yes, but how do you know that? And the normal drunk stuff started. And then I was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll be there in just a few minutes. I just played it off and did my thing. And and she just kind of was, like, not happy, but she just had a little, like, you know, growl on her face. And, again, thump. I hear it on the window. And she's back out again. So uh, I'm, we, we're on Colfax. We start getting near her street. I put my turn signal on. And we're about a mile from her house once we make this turn. And she wakes up again, but this time, like, quickly. And she instantly just went bug-eyed on me, turned to me, took her right hand, made a fist, and clocked me as hard as she could. And I'm telling you guys, I have taken a few punches in my life. This girl clocked me, and I didn't see it coming. I mean, she nailed me. And then she was like... She's like, I'm waiting for my Uber. I said, I said, I was just like, just stay over there. We're almost to your house. I'm not going to put up with this. Uh, and I turned the interior lights on and she passed back out again. This time she starts snoring. We pull up, we finally get to the house and, uh, I opened the doors, got the interior lights on, crank the music. She's not getting up. This part of Aurora has no street lights on this block. Her dogs in her house are barking, and there's no house lights on on anywhere on this block. No street lights, nothing. It's 3 a.m., and so I've, I've got the hazards on. I've honked the horn. I've got the music blaring. I've got the doors open, the windows open. I've got the sunroof open, and nothing's working. I'm not touching this girl. No way. So I just, I, you know, a couple times I just kept trying the horn again different louder music whatever finally i just got out and i uh and walked about i don't know uh two houses in front of my car with all the doors open all the lights on and my hazards on and music blaring and i called 911 when the cops got there i explained the situation as i just did to you um what had happened and I said, do you want me to uh, go over and, because uh, he's like, well, one of, the, one of the two officers said, I'll go over and, and talk to her. I said, you want me to go over and just kind of, she keeps waking up in a confusion. He's like, no. He's like, you don't, I, I don't want you to come over. You, you've you been through enough. In fact, if you want to press charges, and of course I'm not pressing charges against a 411 girl. Um, my bad for letting a drunk in and for being in the bar industry forever and knowing better, but my guard was down that night, but um so he goes over there. He's trying to say her name. He asked me her name. I said it. He's trying to do that. He's, he hasn't done anything yet. And then he just kind of uh, starts pushing her with one finger. 
And no, people, this was not police brutality. He was almost smiling while he was doing it. We're all watching, his partner and me. And he's just kind of poking her on the shoulder. She wakes up. Her door's open at this point. And one of the legs out. She's passed out, kind of holding an arm on my dashboard. And he's doing this to kind of get her up. And she's, she's, she wakes up with her eyes kind of not open and says, I'm waiting for my Uber. And he says, ma'am, you need to, ma'am, you need to get out of the car. She takes one step. She pulls her left foot out. And I thought she was going to fall. But instead, it looked like she went into some weird attack mode because she lifted up her chin. And it looked like she instantly sobered up and took a swing at the cop. And lucky for her... He was very, very, very quick, Muhammad Ali style. He went right back, and she missed him. Now, hitting a cop and taking a swing at the cop can be the same thing. This cop was cool. And he said to her, he's like, she kind of, as she did it, she kind of fell onto her knee, onto her front yard. And she's like, just where's my Uber driver? Still not even realizing what's going on. He's like, he's like, where's your Uber driver taking you? She's like... And this isn't the right address. She's like 3925 Main Street, whatever it was. And he says, you mean that house right there? And she's like, yes. And, she, and he says, tell you what, why don't you, get the, why don't you get the hell in it right now before I, take you, before I arrest you and before I convince this nice man from pressing charges, which he doesn't want to do referring to me so this all happens the cops like you sure you don't want to press charges no so we go about our business horrible story i'm ready to call i called it a night two days later i stopped by the bar that i used to work at and i see the bartender mike my friend who i had been yelling at and talking to i see him there and i say i say and it's pretty slow i got to actually sit to have a little chat with him i was like Mike, what was up, dude? All these servers and industry folk were outside, and that, and I was saying hi to you, and you saw that I was working, and you saw this girl get in my car, and she was with your group, and he's like, oh, man, she had been bothering all of us all night. I don't know who she was. And I'm like, I'm like, was she even in the bar with you guys? Does she work in the industry? And he's like, no, we all came outside, and like two minutes later, she was just drunk, wobbling down the road, and came over and asked to, buy, you know, bum a cigarette. And uh, then you pulled up to get her, and uh, and I'm like, well, didn't you know how drunk she was? And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, but I was, I was sick of talking to her though. He's like, here you go. So I was like, that's it. I'm never patroning you again. You're my friend, but this is enough. <laughs> so. There's one of mine. I have many, but there's one of mine. And uh, David, you know, you it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be hard to follow that. I'll tell <laughs> you quickly. But, the uh, four foot eleven part is the kicker. You know, <laughs> I would love to leave that part out, but you just you don't expect to be hit by a four eleven girl, a for no reason, but b you just don't expect it to hurt. <laughs> Like literally, I've been hit by a six foot five guy when I was working in the bars, and like maybe it just brazed me different or something. But she connected with me, and actually, it hurt. Next time, uh, next time <laughs> if a six foot five guy hits you, you've got to tell him that she hit harder. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, from my end, uh, I'll tell a story from sort of a 
uh, Uber Las Vegas. So this is sort of like a couple weeks into launching Uber in Las Vegas. And I think a lot of uh, for drivers in Las Vegas know that it took three or four times to actually launch. Uh, this was, uh, call it a couple weeks after launch, and we were there talking to Caesars, which is the you know one of the big casino companies on the Strip. Uh, and we were trying to strike uh, a deal with them. And what was really tough is I think for anyone who's been and taken an Uber or driven in Las Vegas, uh, the pickup and drop-off spots are in weird places in the casino. So, you know, they're expecting drunk people to somehow walk through the back parking lot to go up two floors to find their Uber at four in the morning after coming out of a club. So good luck with that. Uh so we were in this process of trying to strike a deal with Caesars, and they'd actually offered up as part of this deal to take all the taxi lines at the front of the casinos and turn them into Uber lines. Uh, and uh, I thought that would be pretty awesome because there's a pretty antagonistic sort of uh, relationship between Uber and taxi in the city at that point. Uh, and that's something that we ended up bringing back to headquarters here in San Francisco uh and, you know, it sounded like quite a bit of money, but it was one of these deals where, you know, basically no cash would have traded hands. And we weren't able to get headquarters to sign off on it. And to this day, that's sort of one of my big regrets because I just thought, imagine how awesome that would be to sort of uh, walk out and just sort of, uh, you know, have the Uber line right up front there. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah, um, but, at but, the, but I mean, like, I can see what you're saying. I mean, first of all, that's Vegas isn't a town to be... They don't want you coming in there and shaking things up. No. And uh, if I remember right, it's been years since I've been to Vegas, but I used to go quite a lot. But if I remember right, when I used Uber in Vegas last, you I don't know, maybe it was just the casino I was at, but you had to go to the back doors by the parking lot. Yeah. Like, so let's say you fly in and maybe you've been to Vegas 10 times, you don't even know that. I'm sure you know, but maybe you've never seen that all these casinos have huge lots, whether it be like covered parking or just a huge open lot. They all have these lots behind them. And, uh, you know, if you had no reason to be back there, you wouldn't. But uh, so two things out of that, though, that's where I had to be picked up. And it was a little confusing. Luckily, understanding Las Vegas and the casinos I was in, I knew where they were talking about. But they were like, yeah, you need to go to the back to get picked up. But one thing that – so at first I'm like, that sucks. You know, like, why can't I just be picked up out front? But then, really, if you know Vegas at all, and I'm sure you do, David, that behind all those casinos, you can get anywhere you want in five minutes. On the Strip, you can't get a half a block in 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, There's those two side roads that are super helpful. Yeah, I mean, on both sides of the strip, behind all the sets of casinos, there's roads back there that are like, they're not, I don't want to call them service roads because every other city in America, service road means a different thing than it does in Vegas. But they're like these roads that are service roads, kind of. I mean, they're they're bigger, though, because they are like for loading in and bringing, delivering food and all this. But also, that's what they were making Uber and Lyft use. I don't know if they still do that, but... um, Uh some do, some don't, but I can't tell you the number of times where I was in a parking lot and you see sort of uh, drunk people stumbling by looking confused and you'd be like, hey, you're looking for the Uber lot, aren't you? So, I mean, is it still a, de- do you know if it's still a designated thing? 
Uh, I think uh, it really depends on the casino. So that was sort of actually uh, the so part yeah. Of, so if it's like one of the top part of the job, we had to go negotiate sort of a pickup drop off spot with uh, you know all twenty something casinos on the strip, and they were always trying to change it up too. Right. Yeah, like I was just thinking, like the so for example, like I guess you'd have to know Vegas, but like if you're at the like you said Caesars, I can see where. There's really no way to pull through the main entrance of Caesars. It's it's a whole to do that the fountains, the way that it's laid out, the way that all their people who work out there do. Um, it's it's a whole lot different than like say even just two blocks down. I don't even know if it's if it, if it's still there. I believe it is, but across from Excalibur, there used to be the Tropicana, one of the originals yep. that was still in the newer part of the strip, and I know that like there would be no other way other than the front entrance for everybody to pick you up. But they only have, you know, 40 tables and so many slot machines. It's not like one of the bigger casinos. Yeah, I just always remember thinking, like, if you were a new driver, what a nightmare to have to learn all of this while you have front door men screaming at you, while your customer's calling you, being like, where are you? Yeah. Like, you could sense that your customer's in the wrong place anyways. Uh it was a nightmare. I guess yeah. what I, what I'm saying though is, with the Tropicana, you only have one or two people really working out there. You yeah. have a you, instead of a line of of a hundred cabs like Caesars on a Friday, you only have like ten. So I think it's just it was just it would probably be okay. The buses, everything seems to go through the front entrance there, and now because there's not another place to pick up. Yeah. I mean, again, you need to, you, people would need to understand the geography of Vegas, but it's the Miracle Mile across the street with Excalibur and Luxor and Mandalay. Um, but this is the other side of that street, uh, still going south, though. And uh, there's nothing back there behind there. There used to be like a Hooters that turned into something else. And, but there's not an alley for like some of the other casinos where they can pull back there uber and lift and get you anyway so um but yeah that's i i don't think i mean i don't even see how that ever would have happened without there being a war and i would imagine that i hate to say this guys but i would imagine the cabbies would win that war be, i'm talking about a fist fight war <laughs> because <laughs> because they take that stuff pretty seriously out there and they uh it wouldn't just be like well i'm gonna file a complaint i, I have a feeling it would have come to fists on many occasions. Yes. If there was just like Ubers and Lyft passing the the cab line on Caesars. You know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just would have been pissed. But uh, the times I've been to Vegas, things can get out of control. And Vegas does have the number or the most people hit by cars every year per capita for any city in this country. So... Um, pedestrians beware out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, I, I was shocked when I heard that, that, you know, just, oh, it's no big deal. We hit people all the time. Like, okay. Like, they almost don't stop. You know, it's like, yeah, I just brazed them. <laughs> okay. But, uh, all right, man. Well, let's, uh, so is this, is this pro is one last thing. Is the, is the project called something? Or is it just on autonomy.jobs? And uh, right now it's on autonomy.jobs, but 
I would love to hear people's thoughts on what we should call it. Right. I'm, I'm just the reason I'm asking is because autonomy dot jobs is really starting to have multi functions, and so like that's now autonomy dot jobs to me is the website. Now it's like you know there's different things being offered on the website, so it's almost like you got to name it. <laughs> You're going to have to name it, David. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to call it something. Because there's still going I, to... I, and I just see that you'll be adding other features, too. I just have a feeling. You know? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, let me noodle on that one. Maybe yeah. And that's why... And in fact, that's why I asked you about the profile. Like, if somebody had created a profile, will they be able to see, without having to do really anything other than log in, will they be able to see and then dive into any of the things that you offer without having to create multiple accounts or do this or that? Uh, yes, they'd be able to. So the whole point with the account is so that people still have access to their uh, COVID resources. Yeah. Uh, but they would be able to see this new stuff, uh, definitely. Right. Then say, I want to wait, I want to get in on that. Just instead of having, yeah. and I know it's not a big process, but instead of doing sign up again, you just hit that. I guess I'm, I'm trying to. I guess I'm trying to point out to people that, and if I'm wrong, correct me. But you're not creating like ten things on autonomy.coms where you got to create an account for each one. Yes. Or maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're right. You're I mean, right. even I know you're going through. I know you're going through all these changes and trying to navigate through all this, and it's a pain. I know, but you've come some leaps and bounds. So I was just curious because. I mean, everybody obviously would love to see one portal. You go to Autonomy, you log in, and you use the services you want. Uh, yes, and that's exactly exactly what we're trying trying to do is to sort of uh, you'll get you'll uh, get you'll get it. I mean, you guys are yeah. you guys are coming a long way. You'll, that part will just come. That part will come easy once all the other parts are together, and it looks like it's pretty close. But guys, everybody listening to the podcast, stay tuned on this because. Uh, this is really cool. And even when David first told me about it, I didn't really see all the potential and everything that uh, now I, I, not just him talking today, but that before we got on this call, him and I went through and he showed me some of the examples and it, it's really cool. Like uh, keep in touch with the autonomy.jobs, maybe get signed up for their newsletter um, and stay, uh, you know, keep, uh, Email David with questions. Uh, email me with questions. I'll get them to David, too. And he, him and I talk a lot, so I can always get back to you with responses or put you in touch with him on, a, on whatever platform. Um, but it's it's the time to get involved right now because it's what will help make this work the best that it can. No, and I appreciate that. And uh, next time I'm on, uh, I'll know to bring a, uh, a juicier story, too. <laughs> well, the next time I'll just bring a weaker one because that was a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other than the fact that I took all the beating, but you guys can all laugh at that now. <laughs> all right, David. Well, uh, thanks for uh, taking the time today. And uh, yeah, let's talk. Um, I don't know. You say in three to four weeks, maybe let's just plan for early July to have you on, and maybe we'll even just devote. Uh, a whole thing to the finished product and like exactly walking people through it. No, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it as always. Thanks for having me on, Steve.
Yeah. And, uh, so people, though, can and should be getting in touch with you to get started with this, even though you're not quite there. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. I think people can sign up to keep in the loop. And also for people who want to get more involved, I'm happy to. Well, so like, but, but last time we talked, you had, uh, you had said that people could do this and that you could get them some basic stats back. Are you still doing that or? Uh, yes, and that is still open. I would actually like to say thanks to the list. A couple of listeners had reached out to get access to their data. So that is also still an open offer. Okay. Cause I mean, I'm imagining that would help you build what the bigger project is right now too. Cause that's going to help you get your peers your peer sets up in numbers so that we get better data. Exactly. And it's basically showing the same thing. So, yeah, I think uh, anybody who's interested in just getting a copy of sort of all of their prior data, also just please reach out to me, David, at autonomy.jobs. And again, people, this is not Uber and Lyft and just that. It's DoorDash. It's Instacart. It's it's all of them. It's Uber Eats, uh, Postmates. I mean, he, he can pull all the info and he can even pull the info for all the plat. He he can show you all the info when this launches for all the platforms, and what they're paying in your area of the ones you're not on. So there is a lot of perks in here, people. And uh, I know that we only hit on a few, but when he launches, I mean, because he's come a long way in the two weeks since we talked last. But when they launch, launch, we'll walk you through it because I think that going through each perk would be a big thing too. Awesome. All right, David. Well, have a good day. And again, thanks for your time. And uh, uh, what day is it? Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> I always hope. I always it's, hope it's Thursday. I don't know why. It's, it's just a, at this point, everything's just a day. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But I, I always just kind of, for some reason, I still just always have that. It's always been in me that I hope it's Thursday. But my pod, the podcast is on Tuesday. And, I should know that, but COVID has really messed my my brain up. So, <laughs> uh, but everybody else, uh, yeah, check it out. Check out autonomy.jobs if you haven't gone there. At least go there and just look. Just take a look around the site. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but email David, get signed up. There's, this is free info that you guys absolutely need. Again, David, thank you, um, and we'll talk soon. Awesome. Take care, Steve. Thanks. See you, brother. Well, it looks like that's about it on time today. Um, hopefully everybody got something out of that. Um, there's a lot. I walked behind the scenes with David, so I got to actually see how this will look, work, feel, and what you'll, what you can get out of it. Um, so it'll be, when he launches, we will, fully help promote him on this. I think it's one of the strong, I think it, it will be one of the strongest drivers tools to help make, uh, the best money you can on the hours you can or are willing to work. Uh, there's, I mean, endless potential. David and I threw out a bunch of ideas that in no way are set in stone, but just seems like there, there's a lot of ways to go with this. So, um, you know, autonomy.jobs was, we started, uh, David started and I was helping him in the beginning to do all the PUA stuff and all my research applied. And, um, he and I have a good rapport and, uh, um, the autonomy.jobs is now 
uh, evolving way beyond PUA. And so um, you guys are going to see. Hopefully you caught some glimpses or even fully picked up on what this can do. But, uh, you know, maybe the next time we do this or when we have him back on in like three, four weeks when they do, when they're launched. And now remember, they are, you can contact him now and kind of start to be in that launch. And you can even retrieve your data now. So autonomy.jobs, everybody should be through the PUA. You should be getting checks or you should at least know your status and what exact dates. Uh, I think we're fully through that. If we're not, email me, uberliftdrivers at gmail.com, uberliftdrivers at gmail.com. Visit the website for news, uberliftdrivers.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, if uh, when we have David back on, we will walk you through step-by-step step what everything does. Maybe we can even, David and I, create a little video and uh, put that up so that you can accompany it with this so that, you know, maybe it's just slides telling you, or maybe it'll actually, if I'll have to talk to David about this, but if maybe we could actually have it so that people can see what it looks like, like maybe we can go into mine or another driver's profile and kind of go through or another gig workers and show you just how the interface looks. Cause that will sell you if you're not already sold. But I am going to tell you that, I have faith in David to get this done correctly, and I know he will. Um, I'm going to help him in any way I can along the way, even if it's just uh, when he calls to ask me questions about what do you think of this or this. Um, sometimes I just feel like us brainstorming helps him pivot around something, but I'm feeling pretty strong about this project of his and uh, very much looking forward to it uh, being live fully. Um, but it will be starting up in just a few towns. I will leave that till we talk to David again, or until I have a confirmation from him, which cities those will be. Uh, other than that, we will not have time to recoup the news. So like I said, next week we're going to hit on, uh, um, AB five with Marissa here, and we're going to kind of finish that up and no way do I mean finish that up, but finish up the initial, you should know what we talked about the last time with AB five, just the general and the feeling. And then next week will be some more nuts and bolts to it. And after that, just like everything else we do, we'll just follow it and, uh, keep you up to date. But I think that it's really good that you have a solid understanding last week gave you some, but I think that from last week, you'll gather a lot from next week, even if you know a lot about it, even if you don't, or if you don't. Um, so make sure to check it out because AB5 is a thing. It's a law. It's happening in California. Um, it's being fought, but it's also being talked about to be national. So all of it's not, this isn't a California thing, people. All gig workers need to be paying attention to AB5, what's happening in California, and be watching your state's legislative to see if you're hearing marks of AB5 or that type of thing um, under a different assembly bill or whatever title. Um, and we will keep you informed on that too. But uh, 
Yeah, so next week will be AB5. If we have a little more time, great. The week after, uh, and we'll have Marissa, the week after will just be me, and I will be catching up uh, the first two months of our podcast because the format's been a little bit around the map, and um, we're just now hitting our target time, you know, uh, the last two episodes and two others. But the other ones were shorter, and one was twice as long. So we've got the timing down. We've got the format down. So after next week's AB5 discussion, the week after, I will go through all the weeks of the things discussed, make sure we've either put them to bed or that we get into them and finalize them, including, uh, finally, the, the list that I will be is pretty much done. I mean, I could do it now, or I mean, I could do it next, whenever we have time. But I want to see if I can add some more, too, because I, I saw some rabbit holes that uh, looked to have some good potential for online work. And I really want to get that out there uh, by the end of this month, because end of this month rolls into July. July rolls into August. PUA ends in August as of now. And the country is reopening right now. So it might be interesting to you people to hear options of free schooling or very discounted schooling or, you know, uh, a couple free classes to see if it's something you're interested in and then working with you. There's a lot of great deals out there. There's a lot of great jobs online right now. And there's about about to be a lot more. So next week, AB5. We'll kind of wrap that up and get it into where we're just updating you weekly with what we know, maybe bringing in people here and there. Um, but next week we will focus on that, see if we have time for some other stuff. But the week after will be just me, and I will be basically taking the first two months of us doing the podcast and making sure that uh, we've addressed everything I spoke about or that we left uh up in the air and kind of locking it down so that that way by episode 10, the week after, uh, we will be in full format and, uh, yeah, running on a, on a certain time and everything should be good. It's getting there now. It's been a learning process for me and I thank you all for bearing with me. There will be tons and tons of information to be taken in and learned. So please, Look out for each other. Y'all have a great week, and we will see you back here next week. Peace.
Rhythm, grace, and heaven out for one man. I'm a rubber band. 